Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Lockbray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. This week's episode is brought to you by Go Rendezvous. Want to grow your practice and get more clients? Try Go Rendezvous, an all-in-one practice management software starting at only $49 per month. Let your clients book their appointments online, either on your free webpage or on your own website. Automate your administrative work with two-way SMS reminders, online payments, electronic charting, and an automated waitlist. Experience the difference with a free trial or book a one-on-one demo. Visit GoRendezvous.com today. G-O- R-E-N-D-E-Z-V-O-U-S dot com. Welcome back to the OC, the Osteo Connection. Back here, like always, with Mr. Kevin Longprey and Dr. Sean. Thank you for coming, boys. Uh, and you. today we Thank have... Thank you for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, it was really the invitation was not really sent. It was just, I guess, assumed, assumed that you're invited. So I guess welcome. Uh, however, on a different note, I'd like to welcome our guest for today, um, our first MBO program, one of our one of uh, the our participants, uh, Mr. Daryl, is joining us from Markham. Daryl, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Dr. Sean, not a Dr. Kevin, not a Dr. Jason. <laughs> not exactly. quite a doctor. <laughs> I do play one on TV. Though, yes, so. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Nick uh, Riviera. Right. <laughs> yeah he's awesome that guy yes he is yeah. Yeah. i could see why his license was taken away <laughs> so we just had a chance to chat a little bit off air about uh, the stanley cup playoffs that are uh have begun just had our first series ending last night um we got uh, daryl is he's playing with the he's on the other side here he's a he's on a, he's a dot kind of guy whereas we are we're, we're hab centric on this end but uh we decided, we decided for the- once to work on our golf game this year and, and see uh, what we can do in the years coming and hopefully get some good draft picks and really hope we can win the ultimate prize this year. Uh, but we are, we do have a, an interest as well in uh, seeing how Toronto gets through. And I know myself, I know I grew up in Ontario. I do have a soft spot. You know, any team that hasn't made it past the first round in 19 years, you got to feel a little bit of sympathy for. So, and they've, you know, that is a bit sad. It is uh, very sad. It would be nice to see a market as big as Toronto, you know, have some sort of something to cheer for. I have to admit, it when the Habs beat them uh, a couple years back, yeah, when they were up three one. Mm-hmm. Um, not trying to foreshadow anything, but I'm just saying. I did have this little tiny, for the first time in my life, this tiny, like, ah, man, I feel kind of bad for Toronto. Mm. And the same thing the other night when they lost yesterday. But um, I wasn't worried about yesterday. I I wasn't worried about yesterday because, like we said, I I never thought Toronto was going to win in five, right? Like, that's that's a good Uh, team they're running against. For sure. Okay. Daryl. That's enough. Like, uh, no, I want to hear Daryl, the Oracle. I want to hear your prediction. Um, I was saying to the guys uh, earlier there that um, after game one, I was happy that they lost, mainly because you don't want to get too overconfident. And the big thing is, like last year, you know, certainly I think it was 6 nothing or something, they won the first game and clearly they lost the series after that. But I felt like, okay, lose game one, get spanked, 
wake up and start playing. So I texted a, uh, sent a text to a buddy of mine. I think it was, yeah, it would, it would be an after game one. And I told him, I said, they'll win game two, they'll win game three, they'll win game four, they'll lose game five, and they'll win game six. All right. And clearly knowing how, you know, Tampa's goalie Vasilevsky is about never losing two in a row and then predicting three in a row. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's going to happen. I'm like, okay, this is going pretty well. Seriously. <laughs> it's time to go to Vegas. Nice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, it would be nice to see uh, a little little more length to the playoff run. Yes. For sure. Plus, they're, they're, they're a good come team. Come on, they're a solid team. Their yeah. top six is ridiculous. Yeah, slightly. I'm not sure we have one guy that fits in their top six. <laughs> Probably <So>. not. Right. <laughs> Our coach. Our coach, coach could have played that. Maybe. Six. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So, Sean, you've really done something to our headset today. I don't know what you did with it. Maybe it's time for a haircut. But <laughs> Yeah, I got hair in the headsets. There you go. That's what it is. That's it. The hair. You asked me, we, you know, to clear my throat before we went on air. And I shouldn't have. I know. Sorry. Should have left the frog in there. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Daryl. So, uh, listen, I guess, why don't we start off by... Um, Maybe giving our listeners an idea of, you know, your stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, maybe what got you into osteopathy. Uh, just give us a little breakdown. Tell us a little bit more. Sagittarius. Um, so I know when I had, uh, even like high school and university, like I really didn't know what I wanted to do for a career. It was one of those things where you just study and you go to university, you'll get a degree and you'll get a job. Like that was the simplistic recipe, if you like. And Clearly, when I was in university, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, literally, I'm like, uh, I got to really, like, change things around. So I finished university, kind of spent a little bit of time figuring out what I wanted to do. And uh, I went to, like, those career counseling uh, sessions, and it pointed me in the direction of uh, the therapy world. And I thought, okay. So I kind of looked at it, and I saw athletic therapy, and I thought, hmm, what's athletic therapy? So I started reading into it and I thought, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. Like that's all I know. And I've always wanted to like do anatomy and all like really learn all that. And I thought, hmm, okay, well, we'll take a chance. We'll see where this goes. So um, went to Sheridan College for athletic therapy um, in 2002 there. Um, and it was, I was lucky enough that there were at least three teachers, four actually. There was um, Joe Rotella, uh, Ann Hartley, uh, Chris Jackson, who at the time, I believe, was, he was writing his thesis. Um, and later down the line, it was uh, Rob Peters. Um, all went to the CCO in Toronto. And uh, the most interesting thing was, it was the way they taught. It wasn't so much like, okay, here's the athletic therapies, you know, scope, and that's how you're going to be. They always taught us, uh, taught us to, to think bigger. And, um, you know, it wasn't just like, look at the shoulder, you got to look at the thorax, you got to look at blah, blah, blah. And of course, they weren't really getting to the viscera at that time. But what was funny is they would tell you these things, then you go to lab and, you know, they would demonstrate, okay, this is the shoulder, blah, 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 go to your table and do your work. Okay. But whoever was on the table, if they found that there was something that was bothering them, they would tell everyone to go, but then they keep that person on the table, go, hang on, let me just do something for you. And so initially we'd all go back to our tables, but then after we're just kind of like, wait, what are they doing? Like they're only using their hands. And then eventually it started to like, as a class, we were terribly curious and we would just kind of watch them and stuff. And we're like, so like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, don't worry about it. Well, we're not worrying, we're curious. Like, what is it you're doing only with your hands and you're not using like machines or anything. And so they started to explain osteo. And then over the course of the next few years, you're exposed to it more and more. And clearly, like, it's 
leaving an impression to me because I'm like, don't they use in their hands? And they're telling things like, I'm on your liver and clearly they're on a rib cage. Like, how can you be on a liver? And so, you know, you're, you're getting all that information and it's just kind of percolating in your head as you go through the years and you're kind of like, hmm, I like this, this idea, right? And I figured at that point, once I graduated uh, from Sheridan, I'll speak for, you know, I'll take a couple of years and just kind of get my hands dirty and see what's out in the world. But I, I kept seeing things as a therapist and I'm just like, how do I get this better? Like, why isn't this shoulder getting better? Like eight out of 10 patients are getting better, but two aren't. I don't care for the 10 because I, or the eight, because I know that they're doing things accordingly and it's following the recipe, but why aren't these other two getting better? And so it just kind of, you know, I guess the itch for osteo was starting to get a little bit stronger. And eventually I just decided, ah, you know what? It's going to drive me crazy. I got to know these answers. So I went back, I went to the CCO in Toronto, uh, 2012, I think it was, um, uh, completed the uh, thesis 2019 and kind of jumped into things uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, lo and behold, I'm just still treading water. Shut down. Yeah, like actually I, the, my office here, I had, uh, I'd signed the rent in February, the, the lease. Oh my God. And, and in the April, it was supposed to start, but then, you know, end of March, the whole world shut down. So I was like, okay, I, I've always said, you know, maybe five years from now, I'm going to write a book on how to open up a business like in the pandemic. <laughs> nice. Especially but, the first month of the pandemic when everything was just closed. Yeah. So I just went through, <laughs> I just went through some up and downs, obviously with the closures and stuff, but, um, you know, I've managed to, to tread water all that time and I'm, I'm on the other end of things and that's kind of where I am now. Nice. Right. Sheridan had a big announcement this week, I think, or this week or last. Uh, they're going to be uh, getting a university uh, degree, I think, right? When they go to Sheridan yeah. for Osteo. Yeah. That's it's, big. It's been, yeah, it's been in the works, I think, for a couple of years. So now I think fall of this year, they're recruiting. Yeah, that's fantastic, too. Yeah, that's great. I didn't realize that. I, I, I know all those names from the AT world. I didn't realize they're at Sheridan and... Anyway, that's a flashback to and many, many years ago. And they are all, like you said, they're all graduated osteopaths at the time or they were studying as well. Joe and Anne, okay. and I think Rob, actually, yeah, Rob Peters, I think would have all have been graduated at the time. Yeah. Um, and CJ, uh, Chris Jackson was, uh, I think he, like I said, he was writing his thesis. I think if I remember my last year, he was going to defend it, which would have been 2005. Nice. 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 So, how did you hear about the R program? How did you hear about the MBO program then? How did that come across your uh, radar? Your radar. Funny enough, uh, as I've told you in the past, like in a phone call we had many months ago, my love of social media actually is what is where I came across it. Nice. <laughs> um, I guess for all the listen listeners out there, yeah, I'm not big on social media. I just I don't know. It's like oil and water or something, but. Um, I mean, I guess one of the things is um, having my own business, I, you know, I was delving into social media and, okay, I'll, I'll get an Instagram account, da, 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 da. And so I was seeing these feeds and I would listen to the podcast uh, a fair bit. I thought, I like, I like the energy of these guys. I like what they have to say. I think it, it, it resonates with me a lot. And then it was kind of like, you know, you get those ads and things and such. And I'm like, oh, business course. Okay. All right. And then I got one through LinkedIn and I was like, okay, 
all right, maybe there's something to this now. All right, let me look into this. So that's basically how I came across it. Um, yeah, good decision for sure. Uh, great. Um, it's funny, we had similar backgrounds to you too, right? Obviously we were, did both, Jay and I, that's where we met, was doing athletic therapy at Concordia. Uh, and it was similar thing about osteopathy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, being in clinic and, and seeing my mentor at the time, who was also an osteopath, doing all these techniques where, why are you treating his head when his ankle hurts? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's funny. It's like, you know, like, oh, man, okay, so there's something better than what I know now. It's like, yeah, I have to do this. So that's the same thing. That's what got me started in that. And, and uh, it, you know, thankfully, because it, it's, it's such an interesting uh, job and, and profession to be in. Uh, we get to deal with so many different people and, and everything else too. But then you quickly realize coming out of school, you know, like it's, uh, you know, you've, you've excelled perhaps on, on learning techniques. You've excelled at uh, applying these evaluation skills and, and everything else too. But then um, I know for us and why, what I'm getting at is why we created this program was because there's so many things we did wrong in the beginning. <laughs> and although some things right, but quite often just by pure luck or, and, or hazard that it, they happen, but um, so we, we thought, okay, let's put some of this together so that we can help others starting out, uh, develop the skill set to set a good foundation for, for what, uh, um, for building a practice. So I guess my question to you is like, what, what would you say taking this course, uh, was, uh, a good takeaway for you that you were able to apply to your practice and how you were managing things or how you were, um, in your state of being and, and, and how did that help you? Uh, and, and what changes did that bring to your practice? Um, certainly one of the bigger things is actually, um, at least from my perspective, it was kind of like, you know, finish school, get a job and just work. But there was never really any insight or depth into what I wanted for my practice per se it was just all well, I have to have practice I need to make money okay and I gotta get my name out there like it was very basic um but I think the biggest takeaway I got and I still get actually like I still sit there and I, I would I'll look at some of the notes and stuff I've made but um it really came down to challenging myself not even just as a practitioner but just the way I think and the way I view even the world, like the way I've always felt like, for example, like I've always felt like it's been in such an uphill grind uh, in school and everything else. Like even previously, it's like, no matter what was thrown at me, like I always say, like, I felt like that clown, you know, that toy clown that like kids play with where you smack it and just keep, yeah, keeps coming back up. I always felt like I was that guy. I'm like, I don't know why I get up. I just get up. I just know I have to. And I felt like that, obviously, when I was starting at the clinic, I'm like, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. It's just, how do I, how am I going to get my name out? How are people going to find me? And uh, even like my clinic, like there's restrictions on how I can advertise and things like that. Like, so I was just like, I, I don't know. Clearly, I'm not certain on what I want to do. But listening, even the very first uh, session, it wasn't even about osteo. And, and that's that's where, where my, my mind is kind of like, why, why aren't we talking about the business? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, 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 right 
I felt like I signed up for the wrong program. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I clicked oh. on the wrong link or something, right? That's great. Um, no, but like it, it, I've never had to think that way. It's always been very black and white. It's just get this done, get that done, get that done. And I just didn't realize there's a whole identity that goes with this. Mm. And that is really where, I, and I, like I said, I'm still going through that where I just realized like things about how I approach patients, the way I approach like my scheduling, things, little things like that to really kind of make my mark. Um, but even, uh, and I don't know, it's just maybe it's the nerd in me. Like I went through that whole course and I still felt like, I think I have to go through this at least two or three more times before I really understand this. Now, clearly I have to carve the time to do it, but I just felt like there was so much of good information and it wasn't even so much that you were just telling us stuff. It's the fact that your experiences have helped you get you to where you are because that makes it that much more real. That's what I really found. It was like, oh, okay. Like you didn't know what you're doing. Good. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's, that's for me, the very tangible fact is that you guys are just put it out there. Isn't It's not just like, speaking from the pulpit and saying, well, this is how it's done. Oh, okay. Right? It's not like, hey, man, we fumbled, we made our mistakes, and this is what we found works, this is what we found. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Well, we can kind of thank COVID for that because we, we were in the same position as you. We were locked down as, here as well, right? So for years, we'd said, we, we've got to put this program out. Like, you know, as we've brought in practitioners, we've, we've noticed the ones that get busy quickly and the ones that struggle to get busy. And what we just again, weren't really carving our time out, weren't making, our prior, weren't making it a priority to get this course going until COVID came. And then all of a sudden, well, now we can't work. Well, guess what? We might as well use that time to finally put together said program. And it's funny because we just did our three, we just talked about this earlier as well. We just finished our little workshop we did this week on Reset Your Mindset. And Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today, we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. You know, everyone goes into this thinking it's a business course and it is a business course in some, in some ways. But the takeaway is we strip it down to being about you first and about ourselves. And what are we doing? What is our mindset? How are we preparing to show up to work to be the best representation of ourselves? And then how do we, how does that ripple out to our clients and to the to the to the bigger collective? Um, and the the beauty in that and how that can really affect your business is then now we can see in our clients better. Right. Now that you've seen it in yourself, you can say, well, you got someone laying on your table and you can see their mindset and you know, them, you know, bringing their phone onto the bed with them and coming in scrambling, you're thinking, well, that's not the state to heal in, right? But now you're more aware. We're hopefully that's the whole goal, is that now we're more aware of that. Look at the way people are living. Yeah, no wonder they don't feel very well. So you can, you know, get your goniometer out and measure 147 degrees all you want, which is fine. Or you can strip it down and say, this is what's going on. This is what needs to be addressed. And you can learn through ourselves first to then turn that into a business saying, well, this is how it goes. And that's the connection you really make. Because ultimately, 
the best clinicians, the most successful practices are the best communicators, right? They're the ones that are able to express things, get along with people, connect. And that's what makes our job fun. And then ultimately it ends up giving you, certainly there's business principles. We talked about numbers and we talk about, you know, there's, there are templates you can use for first time evaluations and treatment protocols and all that stuff. And that's a huge part of it. And that's got a lot of value, but there was, you know, I had to talk to these, these guys had to talk me into a lot that first day and, you know, opening up with a meditation five minutes into a business course mm-hmm. was not something that was on my radar when I first sat down to do this program. But we, we had to push Jay into the uncomfortable zone. Exactly. But then you grow with in areas of discomfort. That's where the true growth occurs, right? So mm-hmm. it's funny that you said that. I'm happy to hear that you thought the first day was like, oh my goodness. But then these guys are insane. <laughs> I still think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the yelling that comes. Uh, yes. Yell. Oh, gosh. No, yeah. Not good. No, not good. Do it again, Sean. Do it again. Do it again. I think you need my touch. There we go. Oh, oh. no. Anyways, it's just in our ears, but you hear us well, Daryl. You're, you're good. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I think it's a Quebec thing. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> um, uh, Daryl, I, I, uh, I appreciate what you said, and and it is real, right? We don't, the, one of the biggest things when we were, we were, we kept reminding ourselves in the development of this course, and as we were teaching it was, um, that we don't have it all figured out and that what we do the, cry a lot. Yeah, we cry a lot. And the framework and these ideas that there were the concepts we were talking about was you're right. Were, were things that we experienced in the kind of the, the roadblocks or the walls that we worked through and the reminder that you guys are going to still experience these things, but maybe now you'll recognize them and you'll see them sooner. Right. And you won't maybe stay down for as long as you would have been had you not had this course, right? Um, but there's still work involved, right? This is, we're not handing you out a free pass. Like you still got to do the work. Um, but when it's in a reflection of exactly what you see or where you see yourself headed, man, you're going to be that much more passionate to show up every day and do that work. And then that passion is magnetic with your with your patients and your clients, right? And then they go out and refer. And that's what it is, right? So it's like, it's the knowing that, yeah, there's still many mornings. It's hard to get up and I still have to do things that I may not want to do, but you do them. And because you know the goal and you know that you love being in service of others and helping others and you've you found this profession that you love. So, but then you create that reality or the uniqueness that you want, the practice that you want to build. Right. So then after taking the course, Daryl, have you, mm-hmm. have you made any changes to your practice after taking the course? There's anything you've said, oh man, I should... That's something I could add in and, and start using. And if so, can you share that? Um, I know one of the big things that I brought up in the, the MBO was like scheduling. Because I've, you know, still growing. At what point do you, you know, should I add more people? Like, do I, you know, do I take on new patients and things like that? And it always felt like part of it was, um, and part of it is still my personality, but I tend to put a lot of people before myself. And it's, it's that idea of, oh, geez, like, oh, if you're booking in and these spaces are taken, well, geez, okay, well, I'll open this day to get you in here and da, 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 da. Um, and it, it, it's certainly, it's still a big factor where I've learned to just kind of go, okay, hang on, what do I need as a practitioner? And am I catering to them or am I catering to myself? Like, why did I, like, very primal, right? Why did I open this place? Like, well, what am I trying to achieve? Um, and it's, it's little things like that, where when I plan out, uh, my schedule for, let's say June, 
Um, I've taken, I think about three or four days off where I'm going to be going fishing. And I know in the past, I'm like, geez, okay, maybe I should do Monday, Tuesday, and maybe I should come back early on Thursday. Like, I never found that time for myself. I always found that everyone else was coming first. And again, going right back to that first uh, session, I just realized like, okay, hang on. Have you learned anything? Like, if you can't figure out where you are in this whole, you know, grand scheme of everything, then clearly I haven't figured anything out. So scheduling and putting myself first is, is the biggest thing, like just getting rest and, and things of that nature. Because ultimately I, I realized like I was burning myself out trying to please everyone. And I just realized I wasn't having the energy to do what I needed to do. And I just thought, you know what? Everyone's adults. If they choose to book in, they can book in. If they can't book in, I'll put them on the waiting list. If the universe smiles and says, hey, six o'clock will open, great. If not, well, we'll figure something out because the world still keeps turning and I can't do everything to balance it. But I know I asked that question so many times because I couldn't figure it out, but I've become more comfortable with it. I'm, I'm okay with like, you know, th there are times I will take people on just because I'm like, okay, yeah, your situation requires it. Okay, I'll, I'll take you in after I'm actually done. I'll stick, I'll stick around for an hour and I'll do that time to time, but more on my terms. Like, awesome. okay, like yeah, that's great. things of that nature and not really feeling like um, I had to. But more of I want to. Love it. Um, but there were still like a lot of the like I still have to figure out know your numbers and things like that. I'm like ah oh, geez like I don't know I still don't know my numbers like. <laughs> um, but it's little things like that. I still I'm like okay like clearly I have to read up on that and things of that nature. But it's it's very, I use the word primal like it's very primal. Like how do you want to run this business? Because what I've noticed is, the better I run that it's a better reflection in my patients. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what the answer is. And I like answers and it drives me batty sometimes. But I'm like, I must be doing something right if this is just running as, as smoothly as it is. Because like I said, everything else felt like an uphill climb. And I've probably worked and invested outside of like web pages where you're going to have to put it all together. I haven't done that amount of work in actually letting this thing market itself. And I'm like, man, this is like a paradox, you know? But then I, I, I think back to what you guys always said, you know, it's basically, it's coming from you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's your answer, you know, like the, the real, why does that work? Well, I think it's because if you do burn yourself out and you do do things for the wrong reasons and not in alignment of who you are, then the vibration you're giving off isn't, isn't one that is of uh, a positive impact. Right? Yeah, positive, so, confident, right? So the fact that you are honoring that is is uh, is huge, and and really that's why you're seeing that reflection in in the patient in the patients you're seeing because it's your state of being is has changed and is in uh, less conflict with what's going on. So you you're providing the adequate space that's required for someone to heal properly. So and in order to do that, you have to be in that balanced state. So. So that's why that's happening. That's that's the beauty of it. It's so simple, yet the impact is so big because then, then you start helping more and more people more efficiently, and then that starts to spread out. Yeah. So that that's the key factor there, and that's amazing that you're able to kind of implement that because uh, that's the foundational element. So I get it. The number thing is is often not the one we look at 
first, you know, but uh, these are some of the more crucial ground elements that need to be put into place first to, to allow for that to happen anyways. If you did the number thing first, it wouldn't be the same way, right? We, we do what you, you did what you did first because that's what you knew you needed to kind of do. If we're not taking the time to self-reflect and, and break it down and look at what's going on, then, you know, optimizing your intake form or looking at your numbers is only going to get you so far. Right. Now that you have, this is my boundaries, this is where I want to be, I am really comfortable doing this. Well, that's just going to open the door because now you've taken that whole stress off and you're very comfortable with where you are. So that now that the doors open, like, okay, yeah. I've got some time now. I'm not going to say after I am going to look at my numbers that time. Yeah. I am going to start to do whatever, because you're more assured of what's going on behind it. The base work is done. And then the numbers are, listen, they're always going to be there, right? They're never fun to look at really. But again, looking at it for 10 minutes is better than not looking at it at all. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you just start to piecemeal it off because, and, and that's the natural evolution. We've all done, I've done many courses over the past and, I, you know, a lot of times you're, you're looking for certain takeaways. What am I getting out of this? What can I do that? Oh yeah. I like that. I really, that resonates with me a lot, but I'm, I'm more like you, Darrell, but then I'll look back over it again and again, a few times over after I feel comfortable to see, well, what else can I pull out now? And that's great. That's the whole beauty of taking anything and growth really. And you see, you were, you were like, again, you kept saying I was stuck on that. I was stuck on that. Yeah. Cause that's what you needed to work on. Right. And that's what kept, kept yeah. coming up kept coming up for you i mean and it, it did right it, and and again and it wasn't until you actually looked at it and and took time probably when you're fishing or when you're golfing when things started to be like oh you know what i'm okay if i say no right and that's what we have if you're saying yes to something what are you saying no to right and uh so that's awesome man but we've all been there and that's the whole point mm -hmm. of doing course like you said we're learning i, I did the that, same thing um, i used to see 10 people a day oh gosh yeah that's yeah. just ridiculous 10 people a day is not sustainable for one hour at a time we used to do nine and ten i'm like this is i can't do this for 40 years right so so it's uh it's funny how we we learn and hopefully we can just fast track it a bit i think one of the things too is it was also like you know identifying your strengths it was always about weaknesses but i I always thought, oh, well, you know, I'm actually a pretty good communicator. So let me, uh, let me see how I can use that more. And I've become better at reading people and, and saying things that probably wouldn't say before, nice. you know? Yeah. I don't, yeah. It, it's interesting that way. Like uh, I had uh, two patients this week, one, she completely like six gear, like just go, 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 go. And so I told her, okay, well, it was her first session. And I said, okay, well, there's an appointment uh, available next week. Can you make it? And she's like, uh, no, I can't because I'm going to be working out with my trainer then. And I said, okay, well, feel free to book in as you see fit. So right away, I'm thinking, okay, like I'm, I'm already assessing this person and trying to figure out how long is this going to take? Is this going to work? Like just from asking, not, you know, being more in tune and not being afraid to ask some questions. Like, I was going to email her as well and just say, oh, you know, I noticed you didn't book in and just kind of gauge her. So like really reading people and, and in some cases not being afraid to ask questions, like emotional questions. Like I used to kind of like, mm, I don't know if I should ask that question, but I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I got to ask it. Otherwise nice. I'm missing out a big chunk. Right. That's great to hear because th th that's such an asset, right. To have, to have that. Cause ultimately that's what people are looking for. They want to, they would, they, they, there, there's a longing for understanding, like, why am I in this predicament in the first place? And what are some things that are holding me back? And if we could provide some insight on that, when at the appropriate times, when these people are, are ready to hear it, well, then 
all the better because that's uh, you're going to really help them at a more a deeper level than just uh, through the mechanics of things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good to hear it. I don't remember that type of talk when we we're in group sessions, so that was good. <laughs> that's amazing. I think for me, it's, you know, I keep a lot close to the chest. So like, if something's really bothering me, then it's just like, okay, I don't want to be a fool and open my mouth. And, yeah. Know, like, let me figure this out kind of thing. And then, okay, maybe I'll ask after. Nice. But um, no, that, that was something that I, I was always afraid to do as a practitioner. Like I could see something that I'm like, oh, like a guy came in yesterday and he told me he's, you know, he's frustrated with his knee. He has torn meniscus. He's going to he need knee surgery. But if I ask him about doing rehab for the knee, he doesn't want to do it. Well, I'll just deal with the surgery. I'm like, well, either way, you're going to have to rehab it, whether it's before his surgery or after, you're still going to have to do it. No, 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 no. And I found like, there's just this resistance. And I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Like, there's got to be something. So I was just talking with him about stuff. And, you know, he mentioned like, um, his wife and I said oh you know she's she a nurse oh okay all right and he then mentioned well actually she passed away a few years ago from cancer and I thought oh this is what this is that's the underlying frustration that's why he's just he's, he's fed up like it's just he's had it I'm like oh, this will be interesting to work with <laughs> so it's it's things like that now I'm starting to really like clue in on because before it was just like okay you know technique based but oh you gotta da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm like uh i don't know you guys know daryl hoffman right yeah 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 right oh, like daryl he always used liver, to say liver guy yeah he always used to say how is this person living inside of their body and i'm like what does that mean like, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah but uh now like i get it i'm like no that's what he's talking about uh, yeah so like great. light bulbs epiphanies are going off but it, you know this has really come forward because you guys challenged me to think differently that's great that's the biggest thing that's awesome. cool though awesome thank you for sharing yeah no worries so on me now yeah, yeah. but i think uh <laughs> i think that's pretty good that's a that's a pretty good yeah that was a great that was great daryl thanks for for opening up and sharing um and uh, well, we'll always keep in touch. Looking forward to hearing it. I am going to ask you if there's a parade in Toronto. Uh, we're going to come, so we're, we're going to meet bunk, up for that. We're going to bunk in at your place. Yeah, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> right on Young Street. We're just going to go down to Young Street. Yeah, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll we'll Kev will walk the whole way. It's the longest street in Canada, I think. So <laughs> yeah, we'll drop Kevin off at the top and see how far he can get. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Super easy. Yeah. You're used to day drinking anyway. This is easy for you. Of course. So thank you so much. Uh, for anyone that's listening, Daryl, and wants to reach out to you, let's say we have some osteo students in your area or anyone who wants to reach you, what's the best way people that... that uh, want to get some good therapy. That's right. Yeah. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? I would say good old email is the best way. Uh, Hands-on-osteopathy at hotmail.com. Nice. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, thanks so much. Um, for thanks for else, having me, guys. Really yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. Well, we're probably going to bug you again and have you in for a round two. Then we could talk post uh, hockey season for sure. Yeah. And obviously to know how you're Rick, doing. I want to hear. Progressing. I want to find out if you're if you are the Oracle. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Final. Yeah. What's the final predictions for you this year's playoffs? Oh, 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 we're taking it even a step further. Okay. All right. Well, you already told us they're winning six. So. I know winning six, but what do we got going forward? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I said I said back in January to the same buddy of mine. I said uh, 
Okay, might be early, but I'm saying third round. They'll be in the third round. They're gonna make yeah. it third round. Okay, good. Nice. All right. I'll All put right. it out there that if they don't make it to the third round, I'm not sure Austin Matthews is there the year after. I think they need to make it to the third round to keep him in Toronto. I don't know what you think on that, but you know, obviously I want him to stay there, but he needs to see some success too, right? You can almost see the frustration on that guy. But 100%. Oh, I actually agree with you on that one. Nice. Yeah, because he's uh, people want to win. The NHL is different these days than it was 20 years ago. They I want heard, to go to a winner. I heard he's he he is not going to shave that mustache until he wins the Stanley Cup. So, oh gosh. <laughs> Well, then if he's going to win us the Stanley Cup, keep it. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Uh, Thank you so much, Daryl. Uh, all right, guys. It was a so pleasure. Obviously, yeah, so thanks, the MBO, MBO is coming up in May. Yes. Uh, yeah. So anyone that wants us to get on the waiting list for that, uh, osteomentorship.com. If you have any questions for us, uh, osteomentorship.com. Uh, it's hello at osteomentorship.com. And we'll be happy to uh, schedule a call or just answer an email. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you guys. So take care, Dell. Have a great weekend. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>